luck, homies! Another beautiful introduction from one of my sons. This is the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm currently wearing my Locked On t-shirt that arrived in the mail today. Swag! And, um, what? Yesterday. No, oh yeah, yesterday. My bad. Um, wow, what a start. Yes, uh, my name is Ian McLaren. I am the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. A daily podcast about the Boston Bruins where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. If you have not already subscribed, you can do so on your favorite podcast app. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. If I seem a bit distracted, it's because hockey is on as we speak. As I record this, the Philadelphia Flyers are taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins in exhibition action at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. I've got one eye on that. My kids behind me are watching Jesse on Disney Plus, playing grocery store. It's just the time over here. Um, Today on the podcast, we will be presenting part three of the round robin preview alongside uh, Adam from Locked on Lightning, Danielle and Rachel from Locked on Flyers, as well as Amy from Locked on Capitals. Uh, So stay tuned for that. But we will begin with some news and notes from Boston practice on Tuesday in Toronto in the bubble. First of all, I discovered that I have access to the Zoom calls that are hosted by the Bruins and, well, any, any team around the NHL uh, every day. So I can sit in on those in person and get some questions in as well. So that's pretty exciting. On Tuesday, Bruce Cassidy met with the media, followed by Charlie Coyle and David Pasternak, and then Anders Bjork along with Jack Stednika of Bergeron, who was able to finally rejoin his teammates on Monday for their first practice in Toronto Cassidy said he thought he looked great, lots of energy, and he was flying around, and it rubbed off on his line mates. Uh, Cassidy said his shot looked good, uh, timing and execution all going through, you know, a little bit of catching up, but that's to be expected. Overall, Cassidy gave Pasta an excellent grade, and he seemed to be very excited to be there and happy to be, be with his teammates again. Now, Pasternak on Tuesday also clarified kind of what has been going on with him in terms of quarantine, why he was absent from practice for so long. And he said, first of all, he was never sick. He didn't think he did anything wrong. Unfortunately, what happened happened and I had to miss some time. I had to be at home for a while. Nothing that I can control, although that's not really true. Obviously, he takes full responsibility for his actions and he's sorry. Like he said, he's back and feels good out there now Kevin Paul DuPont on the zoom call just asked him point blank if the extra quarantine had to do with Pasternak and Kasha joining uh, other hockey players for an informal skate in a local rink kind of near the beginning of phase three before they have been cleared to return to Bruins training camp and Pasternak basically said yep you know, you, that's it. (laughs) That's, you got it. Um, he said 28 days in quarantine was really rough. Toughest part was that he was healthy the whole quarantine, but at the same time, he still couldn't do anything. It was tough and frustrating at the same time. A really long month, really happy that it's over and finally back with the guys. 
I miss them. They are the reason I came back to America from Europe to finish the season. So basically, again, to recap, Pasternak came back from the Czech Republic, had to quarantine for 14 days. Before he was cleared to skate with the Bruins, he skated elsewhere and therefore had to quarantine for another 14 days. Kasha is kind of in the same boat, although he has not yet been cleared to fly to Toronto. Once he arrives, he'll have another four days in quarantine before he can uh, practice. Pasternak, of his practice, he said he felt great. He loves the game, always up to play, um, and, you know, expecting to get right back in there, and, and that shouldn't be a problem at all. Zdeno Chara missed practice on Monday, but he was back on the ice after sitting out while awaiting uh, test results. Nick Ritchie missed his fifth consecutive practice on Tuesday. Andre Kasha remains uh, MIA completely. And so, again, the lines, as we have been seeing, Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak up top, DeBrusque Krejci with Jack Stanika on the second line. That seems to be becoming a thing in Kasha's absence. And even when he arrives, it's not guaranteed at all that he will jump right into the top six because of the amount of time he's been away and not being, you know, acclimated with the system prior to the pause in the first place. The third line was Sean Corrale, Charlie Coyle, and Andres Bjork, which I also love. And then the fourth line, Nordstrom, Lindholm, Wagner, with Zach Sinitian, Trent, Tre- Trent, Tredrick? Trent Frederick, and Carson Kuhlman skating on the uh, fifth line, so to speak. And then, of course, defensive pairings, Chara, McAvoy, Krug, Carlo, Grizzlick, Lozon. Now, another thing that came out from the Bruins was a statement um, announcing their intent to lock arms for the United States and Canadian anthems during the NHL's return to play as a way to support the black community and bring awareness to the fight against racism and inequality. Uh, we know that the Bruins released some good statements in the past in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Patrice Bergeron and Zdeno Chara both stepped up in a big way. And the Bruins in the statement said, over the past several months, we have been really trying to educate ourselves and learn more about racial injustice in our country and around the world. As a team, we have decided to lock arms during the playing of the anthems as a sign of solidarity with the black community. The action is solely intended to be a positive sign of support for the black community and a way for us to use our platform to help end racism. Obviously not as powerful as kneeling, but it's definitely something. Um, And, you know, we'll see if other teams... Uh, follow suit and and make a statement like that it's not necessarily you know the most powerful statement uh the flyers and penguins prior to their exhibition game just kind of stood side by side in a kind of display of unity um not yeah it's i mean i don't know i'm not an expert in these areas but it's certainly not that strong of of a, a statement by any means but again, you know, I don't know what um, we could expect hockey-wise per se. Um, you know, on the same day, however, Tuka Rask was on at intermission during the Penguins-Flyers game, and he was wearing a Boston police hat. So that kind of, you know, is a bit counterproductive to any stance that they're taking against um, racism and in support of the black community. 
Um, so yeah, make of that what you will, but, um, not great of Rask to, to wear that, uh, especially just, you know, hours after the team released the statement, which wasn't really that strong in the first place. So yeah, hockey culture certainly has a long way to go in terms of catching up with other sports in support of, uh, black lives and anti-racism. And hopefully the Bruins uh, can learn from this and do better moving forward. Anyways, that's it for news and notes from Bruins Land on uh, Tuesday. Um, from Tuesday, anyways. Let's now jump into part three of my conversation with the hosts from Locked on Lightning, Flyers and Capitals. And uh, yeah, just finishing off our preview of the round robin and uh, kind of what we can expect, how important seating is, and uh, some loose ends from that conversation. And we'll be back tomorrow with a preview of Thursday night's exhibition game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. How, how important is seating for each of us? And who is the team that we really, you know, if we, if we could pick instead of just play these stupid games, how, who, if we wanted to pick an opponent, who do, who do we want to play personally? Seating means absolutely nothing to me. Top prize is home ice advantage. And considering, except for Edmonton and Toronto, none. yeah, there's no fans. So really there is no prize. So seating really doesn't mean anything unless maybe you're going, unless you're the team that ends up playing Montreal, if they even upset Pittsburgh. Um, but with matchup, I want Toronto. I think that's the best matchup for the Lightning at this point right now. Um, other than that, maybe Carolina, but I doubt they're going to beat New York. Um, and then, yeah, I just think I think if I want to really here's a, here's the thing. I want the Blue Jackets, but at the same time, I feel like they're we could see a definite repeat of what happened last year. So, uh, Amy, who do you want? How important is seeding, and how do you think about, you know, what team do you want the Caps to win, uh, play against? I'd take a win, too. Um, the seeding doesn't really matter to me all that much either. Insofar as, you know, it matters insofar as it puts us in a matchup. Now, um, here are the things I don't want. I don't. Actually, there's only one thing I really don't want. I don't want to play the Hurricanes. And here's why. It's not that I don't think that we could beat them. I do. It's that the Hurricanes as an organization and as a fan base, ever since last year's playoffs, have decided that there's some sort of rivalry between the Capitals and the Hurricanes that is long-standing over the course of one playoff series that the Caps lost. So I just don't, I don't necessarily like, yes, we have a rival in Pittsburgh. It's long-standing. Yes, we have a rival. Ladies, I love you. But we have a rival in Philadelphia. That's long-standing. You can't manufacture a rivalry. And I don't necessarily want another one. We, we got our hands full with Pittsburgh and the Flyers already. So if we don't have to deal with the Canes, that'd be great. Other than that, it doesn't matter to me. I kind of tend to agree with you, Adam, that either the Leafs or the Blue Jackets might be the easiest to for us to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Ian? Who are you thinking is the best 
matchup for the Bruins going in, you know, out of the round robin games as well as how important is really seeding to you? Yeah, I don't, I don't really think seeding is that important. Taking out the home ice advantage and just kind of the uncertainty of, of who the matchups will be against. Um, we're not too concerned about it either way. I wouldn't want necessarily to get the fourth seed and have to play the Penguins. I think they're the best team of the, uh, you know, eight that are vying for that official playoff spot. I would also, I think, as we said, kind of been, be a bit leery of the Rangers as well with, with their, their goaltending and Panarin. Um, but overall, I don't really think it matters. I would love to, to see the Bruins and the Canadians in the playoffs. That's always, always fun. I'd love to avoid having to deal with a series against the Maple Leafs. Just being a Bruins fan up here in Ontario, that's, that's just always a hassle. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it has worked out, but eventually, you know, chances are it might not. So I don't really want to live through that. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a preference as to who they play in the first round. Um, you know, my – biggest hope is that you know they all just all stay healthy and that they can all just come up to the bubble and all the teams remain kind of uh, you know COVID free and we can just get through this without looking back and thinking it was a mistake to have even tried to, to bring hockey back mm-hmm. or sports back in general so uh, that's that's my preference I guess if you can boil it down to that Right now, Rachel, Danielle, um, just personally, I would like to see you guys in a series against the Rangers just because, so, you know, I don't really care who wins that series. I just wouldn't want to play the Rangers after the round Robin. Um, so if they take care of you guys, you know, even though I think you both are great, I wouldn't worry that much. I wouldn't be too upset if the Flyers got knocked out after the round Robin matchups, but, uh, at the same time, um, now, having said that, what do you think about seeding? Um, I think, Rachel, before you said it means absolutely nothing. Um, and who, what team do you think is the best fit coming out of the round robin for the Flyers to play? Uh, well, Danielle already mentioned the Rangers as a good matchup. So I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that based on how the season went, um, it, it's a really good thing. Uh, honestly, it's kind of unfortunate that none of our teams can play each other in that first round yeah. uh, because I think the Caps would honestly be a good matchup in the as well. I think you know we've been pretty successful against the Caps this season, including a seven to two game that was a lot of fun. But you know that being said, I just yeah, I just can't really think about some of the other teams I, w- I would really hate to see a flyers pens yeah. series yeah. more than anything i just think the narrative is so overblown and i just um, it's exhausting and i would like to move on a little bit from that and just have like a real fun solid hockey series without all of that extra stuff around it well, I think you guys should definitely maybe root for the island to, to play the Islanders then, uh, you know, since uh, you said earlier that maybe the, the Islanders, you kind of wanted to see them kind of go away as quickly as possible. Maybe you're the team to do it. 
I would, I would love that uh, truly. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, none of you guys really care about seating. And I mean, the flyers, I don't think they care about seating either, but it's like the flyers are different than the rest of you guys saying like we're on the up and coming and you guys are kind of not your last hurrah, but um, it could be. So like, I mean, what do you guys like, what do you guys think of that? I mean, the flyers are new blood coming in there. I don't think any of you guys expected them to, to be where we are. So I just wanted to get your opinions on that. Uh, yeah. Um, I think like, yeah, the, the, I think I've said it many times on my show that I think the clock's ticking for this lightning team. I think Stam coast maybe has a couple of few more years before he could, he kind of just calls it quits, you know, cause how many times you had to get injured before you, you just realize maybe it's time to pack it in. Um, the lightning are going to have to make some tough decisions in this off season with the flat cap. So they're not going to be able to sign, re-sign everybody in terms of the UFAs. Um, and they don't exactly have a stacked system in the AHL and the ECHL. So that's another thing where, so I feel like, especially now, um, it's the time to strike, especially because you have a team like the Flyers who are, I, in my opinion, I think next to the Rangers are one of the most dangerous teams in the Eastern Conference just because of how talented they are as well as how young they are. Um, I, I can't really speak for the Bruins and the Caps. I mean, I – Amy said earlier how, you know, the Caps are kind of already an old man team. Um, but, yeah, the Lightning, I think the clock's ticking. Uh, and they could very well lose their coach either at the end of this playoffs if, you know, they're not successful in going far or possibly lose Coop maybe early in the season next year if they get off to a slow start. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I think that it's – the pressure's definitely on the Lightning and the Bruins. I can't speak for – the the caps i mean the bruins made it to the finals last year so but the the lightning especially just because you know we could only have this core for so long and um we're not going to be able to have enough money uh to be flexible to to sign quality players that are really going to make a big difference like we've had in years past i think this caps team is the closest to the cup winning team they're ever going to be again so they're going to they're going to give it one last run especially because Brain Holby's contract is up at the end of this season. Um so who knows where he's headed especially like you said Adam with the flat cap. I'm kind of hoping he signs a one year extension and then we send him to Seattle cuz then I can buy a Holby Kraken jersey. But um but yeah, I mean we are the oldest team in the NHL. I said it before. So is our window closing? experts and I'm using my 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 finger quotes here experts have said that our window has been closing for years including the year that we won the cup so we'll see let's talk for a moment about rockauto.com for the car enthusiasts out there this is the perfect website to visit if you're looking for parts for your make or model of vehicle one reason why it's good to repair and maintain your own car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership when you can get it at rock bottom prices from rockauto.com? They're a family owned business, they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
If you go to rockauto.com right now, you can see all the parts that they have available and at amazing prices. Like I said, if you write locked on in there, how did you hear about a section? They can know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Uh, Ian, what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I, I wouldn't have picked the, the Flyers to be in the top four in, in the Eastern Conference at the point of the season that they were at. And they, I think, along with uh, the Rangers, the Hurricanes, are really representative of the next wave of uh, kind of Eastern Conference I don't know, powerhouse is the right word, but kind of those Eastern Conference contenders. The Bruins have um, most of their core wrapped up through next season. So um, I've already mentioned that this might be their last kick at it with Tory Krug in the mix. And then after next year, you know, Tugarask, David Krejci are up. Um, so I think, you know, I don't know if their window is closing per se, but uh, Patrice Bergeron just turned 35 and, um, you know, Zidane Chara can't play forever. So I think they probably have a few years left, but this team I think is maybe a little bit better than the one that went to the finals last year. And it would be disappointing if they weren't able to finish the job. Um, I think, yeah, it would be – I don't know. It's just really weird because the circumstances and everybody's kind of been allowed to catch up, get healthy, and everybody will be entering this thing, you know, in two different cities and on a really level playing field. So I think more than any year, anything really can happen and probably will happen. So I'd be – Disappointed if the Bruins don't win in one sense, but also not surprised if, you know, it's a really, uh, you know, if the Flyers do win it all or, or if yeah. a team like the Rangers is able to, to go on this big run uh, or even the Hurricanes who went to the conference finals last year. So, yeah, all that to say, it's a real crapshoot and uh, nothing really will surprise me other than maybe the fact that, the NHL might be able to pull this off and actually crown a Stanley Cup champion this year. Yeah, and just to piggyback off that real quick, um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Flyers do end up making a long cup run. Um, I can't really speak on, you know, I don't, I mean, you know, I just don't want to see them lift the cup. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they played in the series, but I wouldn't, you know, it's just, they're a very good team and I wouldn't be shocked if whether it's this year or in the next five that they win a cup or make at least multiple appearances in the finals. So before we end real quick, I just want to go around and just get your brief first impressions off the new franchise, the Seattle Kraken. Um, Flyers girls, what do you think about the Kraken thus far? Uh, are are you feeling it? I not entirely sold on the S on the on the jersey. It kind of looks like I said on my show that cool S that we used to all draw in our notebooks and when we were kids. <laughs> I said the same thing. Um, you know, I I guess it's supposed to be like a tentacle with like an eye peeping through. I guess that's what it is. Um, 
could they have maybe come up with a better name than Kraken? Or, you know, I was hoping they just called them the Supersonics, maybe buy the rights to that from the NBA. But um, what do you think about the Kraken thus far? So far, I have no complaints until the expansion drafts comes around. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to begin to even yeah. think about who we're going to lose, but uh, Rachel, what do you think? Yeah, I love it. I love the design. I love the name. I love everything about it. I think the launch was pretty good. Yeah. And you know, kudos to them for keeping it under wraps and not letting it leak. I think that was a monumental achievement. And, uh, you know, I, like Danielle said, I just am scared for who they're going to take from us. But beyond that, I'm excited to see them get started. If they don't, I'm just going to say this now before we continue with this. If they don't play that part from Clash of the Titans where Liam Neeson says, release the oh, Kraken. You know they've got that cute up they, If they don't do that, then we need a restart of their franchise because. No, and that, they're going to have a big, glowy, cloudy, smoky Kraken head that. Yeah. You know, with the red eyes that, you know, if they don't do their version of the shark or the knight's helmet or the, you know. Well, I could definitely see them having a mascot that's scarier than Gritty if they do choose to have one walking around the arena. Um, scarier, maybe. Better? Absolutely not. This is Look, true. as a Caps fan who has met Gritty and fallen in love, I will agree with Danielle. Yeah. Uh, As a person who has had a lifelong fear of mascots, <laughs> like severe masculinity. Oh, Rachel, you're like my I, partner for my other podcast. She hates them too. I have fallen in love with Gritty. Like, Gritty has gotten me over it. So, oh, I, Gritty has, I, she loves Gritty, but she's still like scared of mascots. Yeah, some of some of the quarantine videos that they were dropping of Gritty were pretty cool. But so that I guess it, I could say reluctantly, I was sort of won over by him as well. But uh, Ian, what are you thinking about the Kraken? Yeah, I think uh, it's a pretty cool name. I I was kind of hoping for Sockeyes. I thought that was maybe a more traditional name, and they could have done something cool with the colors. But Ian, Kraken... do, you, do you know why they can't use the Sockeyes? No, I don't. Because there is a um, series of romance novels oh, hey. <laughs> that have copyrighted, actually my other podcast partner and I did some research about this, so we know, that have copyrighted the use of, or trademarked rather, the use of the Team Seattle Sockeyes as a oh, hockey team oh, because they're romance novels about fictional hockey players for the Seattle Sockeyes. Well, I know what I'm uh, reading for the rest of the summer. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's gonna, we definitely have to start a uh, Locked On Podcast Network book club now. Because, yeah. so we could all I, haven't, I will say that having not read any of them, but they do exist and there is a series of them. They're out on Amazon Kindle. Well, I do really like their, their color scheme. I, I saw uh, a version of their logo today. Someone had already tattooed it on their arm where yeah, it was, uh, the was anchor with a needle in it with the S kind of wrapped around it. I think that would have been a better look like overall. I think the best thing about them so far is just like, they really seem to be building the team the right way. They have a really, you know, focus on analytics. They have a really diverse staff. And I think they're really kind of setting the model for other NHL franchises that way, mm -hmm. uh, which is really cool. But yeah, I, I'm terrified of who they're going to take in the expansion draft. I, I don't think they're going to make, um, a lot of mistakes per se, and uh, they're going to really build a strong team out of the gate. Uh, so 
yeah, I, I'm kind of scared about that, but, um, you know, it, it really made me wish that there was a team in Quebec city too. I think there's a big hole yeah. there in the NHL. I'd like to see a team in Quebec city to bring back that great logo, but yeah, I think Seattle's off to as good of a start as, as anybody could have, could have hoped for. Yeah. That would be kind of cool if we, well, I'm sure JD Young from Lockdown Sharks is going to hate me for this, but I, that would be kind of cool if we have Vegas and, uh, Seattle in the Western Conference Finals, uh, maybe uh, next year. Or yeah, that would be kind of cool. But uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you for doing this. This was great. Um, you know, I'm going to say this with much uh, reluctantly, and you know, fingers crossed. Good luck to all you guys. Um, Same maybe, here, Adam. Maybe one of our teams, maybe some of our teams, will meet in the playoffs. Uh, in my mind, hopefully it's just Bruins lightning. If we have to run into the Flyers, then you might have to check on me because I might be pulling my hair out. Uh, <laughs> the Caps, I'm just worried about Ovechkin uh, and Hopey getting hot at the right time if we run into you guys. Uh, and, yeah, thanks for all of you for doing this. I know you're all busy with all the content that's going on at your shows and everything's starting to ramp up. So, once again, yep, thanks. That's it for today's episode of the Lockdown Boston Bruins podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited that tomorrow we will get some actual Boston Bruins hockey and to, yeah, watch our boys in black and gold back on the ice. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for the support. And, uh, yeah, let's get back into hockey, shall we, beginning tomorrow. Another reminder that it's okay to have mixed feelings about this, that things are crazy right now. It's very important to continue to take this pandemic seriously practice social distancing wear a mask and please do take care of yourselves friends and i'll catch you again tomorrow peace